When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome to First Mover. Oh, I'm going to do that again. I bumped my jacket and a button hit my table. So I'm going to redo that again. Thanks to everyone that's showing up now. I'm not feeling good today. So this is going to be, this is me at significantly less than 100% delivering. Uh, I'm going to be definitely overperforming today based on my sickness. So you're all welcome. It's like in fantasy when, when you're, when your player, it's like when, remember Jordan Howard when he'd have like, three rushing yards on four carries and two touchdowns or something. And he was greatly overperforming his usage. That's what I'm going to be doing tonight. I'm going to be overperforming based on my sickness. So you're welcome. I'm pulling a, pulling a Jordan Howard for this one. Welcome to First Mover presented by Underdog Fantasy. I'm Josh Larkey, the director of analytics at playerprofiler.com. You can find me on Twitter at jlarkeytweets. You can find me on TikTok. Hey, we we hit 200 followers on TikTok. That is phenomenal. I just, I feel like I'm going viral there every single day with my my few hundred views. So <laughs> keep it up. Uh, you want to follow me on TikTok, follow that journey from the ground up at jlarkeytiktoks. Now let's talk underdog fantasy. They're the sponsor of this show. Their wildcard tournament, which I... I couldn't get as many entries in as I wanted. I think I got six entries in. Wish I could have done more. That one's already filled. But you know what? There is a tournament still open for football. Rookies and... Well, not rookies and sophomores. Sophomores and juniors. Only going to be players that are in year two or year three for 2022. And I'm here to give you a few players that I I think are just off with their ADP. So a few weeks ago when I first brought up this tournament on First Mover, I said... The the biggest arbitrage was Trey Lance. Trey Lance was going at nearly the end of drafts, yet uh, probably going to be the starter for every single game next year for the 49ers. We're swinging for upside in these best ball tournaments anyway. Trey Lance was going after Mac Jones. He was going after Trevor Lawrence. He was going nearly the same spot as Zach Wilson. It was pretty unbelievable. Safe to say, I'm sure I'm not the only one that was pounding the table for uh, Trey Lance in this tournament. Couldn't have been the only one. Because, uh, yeah, his ADP's risen two full rounds in that tournament since I started saying, you need to get yourself some Trey Lance. So I am sure there was a, a collective effort from many in the community to get that ADP bumped up. It's still not efficient. He's still going too late. But I've got a couple other names for you uh, in, in that tournament. So, yeah, it's year two, year three players. So think Jamar Chase will be in year two for 2022. Uh, Justin Herbert would be in year three for 2022. So those are sophomores and juniors. If you're thinking who who's the sophomore and junior type player, it's it's them. So here's another name for you. It's J.K. Dobbins. I like J.K. Dobbins. ACL tear before the season started. 
I mean, Devonta Freeman's like the, the total bell cow right now. He's even gotten a decent amount of pass game involvement. This looks like the role J.K. Dobbins should have next season. And J.K. Dobbins is going after, I repeat, J.K. Dobbins is going after A.J. Dillon. What the hell are we doing? Aaron Rodgers is most likely not going to be there in Green Bay. I don't know who the quarterback is. The offense probably won't be as good. Aaron Jones is extended long-term. This is a committee between Jones and Dillon. They're splitting carries without Aaron Rodgers. Give me J.K. Dobbins who goes after A.J. Dillon. Another one, uh, Michael Pittman. Michael Pittman is still going ahead of T. Higgins. I mean, what? T. Higgins is doing better than him this year. And we know for sure he's going to have quarterback continuity with Burrow. We don't know is Wentz going to be the quarterback for the Colts next year. I don't know what's going to happen. Certainly don't want to place such a bet on who that Colts quarterback is that I would take Pittman before T. Higgins. Hell, I'd even take Elijah Moore before Pittman as well. And Elijah Moore is going after Pittman too. So uh, don't draft Pittman. Take Higgins and Elijah Moore instead. Don't draft A.J. Dillon. Take J.K. Dobbins instead. And then with quarterback still, 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 Mac Jones goes ahead of Justin Fields and Trey Lance. I would strongly prefer Fields and Lance for next season. Mac Jones is not a super high upside quarterback. Unless you think Mac Jones is going out and throwing for 40 or more touchdown passes next year, which if you do, sure, keep drafting him. Personally, I don't think that's going to happen. Also, uh, one sec, do you hear that? I, I think that's getting picked up on the mic. Very loud police siren. Uh, actually... I don't want to give my exact location away. So all you uh, detectives out there, you won't be able to find me. However, uh, a local restaurant of mine uh, across the street was uh, an SUV crashed through the restaurant this morning. So there were a lot of uh, firefighters, police across the street. So it looks like another thing happened today. But yeah, uh, local local restaurant, uh, it's going to be repaired. So sad day. I actually like to eat there like once, twice a month. Won't be eating there for a while until they fix the windows and uh, maybe the kitchen got broken in. Anyway, I'm on a tangent. The siren's going off. It stopped. Uh, so yeah, I think unless you're thinking Mac Jones is going to have 40 more pass touchdowns next year, what are, you, what are you doing? Just take Fields, take Lance, these mobile quarterbacks who should be full-time starters in 2022. Now, like I said, I'm not feeling well. We're not going to have some big fancy intro. Before we dive into the the meat and potatoes of this episode, I'm just going to discuss a little bit about our new DFS optimizer, a few changes that we've had the past couple weeks, and uh, a few changes that are going to be happening before week 15 for you to get excited about. If you want to purchase this tool and the whole suite of uh, player profiler tools, just go to playerprofiler.com and you can click on Dynasty Deluxe. You can click on the DFS Dominator tab, either of those at the top. You can click on our player rankings. It'll take you to the subscription page. $45 until the end of January 2022 will get you everything. Redraft, player rankings, player projections. It's going to get you our whole DFS package, our cash game optimizer, our tournament optimizer, upside and value ratings. You'll also get my underdog pick them slips for every single week. So you'll know exactly which players I'm targeting. Uh, basically every single week, I'm at like 70, 80%, give or take it. We're doing pretty well. Uh, two weeks ago, I had eight of 11 correct. This past week, I gave you nine picks, six were correct. So it's pretty much every single week, two thirds to three quarters are hitting. So if you want to make some money, it's going to pay for itself within a few weekends. 
So that's always nice. You also get all of our dynasty rankings and dynasty content. You get Matt's full dynasty dominator book, $45 rest of season. Oh, you get data analysis, downloadable data, hundreds of data points for every player. You get those to download for free into Excel. It's amazing. So anyway, with the DFS dominator, our tournament optimizer, we have some new features that you probably saw. One of them was the correlation dials. We released that for week 14. So you can choose how much correlation you want in your lineup. At a very high level, you're going to want to more heavily correlate your teams in small field tournaments. So if you're in some kind of small tournament with like 500 people, 1,000, 2,000, 4,000 people, you're probably going to want higher correlation. What that means is like you're probably going to want those double stacks, maybe double runbacks, maybe some secondary correlation in your lineup that you're going to want to be targeting several games pretty heavily, most likely. In a larger field tournament where you're basically trying to hit the nuts, yeah, you want to stack. However, double stacks, triple stacks, that type of stuff that's much more viable in smaller field is less viable in large field. So you might want to turn the correlation dial down in the really large field, 50,000, 100, 200,000 person tournaments. And that, yes, Brady double stacks, that's the kind of thing that's going to be evergreen no matter your tournament size. However, some of the other quarterbacks that you can double stack and get away with in small field, you might not want to double stack in large field. So as an example, um, Tua Tagovailoa, you could do Tua, Waddle, Parker, Tua, Waddle, Gesicki. In a small field tournament, if all three of those guys get you about 20 fantasy points, you have the ability to take down that tournament. If you're in a large field tournament, so if there's 100,000 people in there and you get 20 points from your main double stack each player, you are very unlikely to make a lot of money. So that's why the correlation's in there. Another dial was the chalk. So uh, chalk is basically just like chalk players are the very popular players. They're going to be in a lot of other people's lineups. If you're in a smaller field tournament, it doesn't matter if there's only 500 entries why do you care that much if you're going to have a lot of players that are going to be in other people's lineups? Your lineup will probably be unique no matter what. You're probably going to be okay. Not as big of a deal. However, if you're in a large field tournament and you you have a high chalk level and you're playing the, the two most popular running backs and the most popular receiver on the weekend flex, very good chance that unless you are starting like a Davis Mills as your quarterback, very good chance that there's going to be a lot of duplicates with this lineup and that if you hit the pay line, you're splitting your prize more ways. So that's kind of what the chalk dial is for. A couple things. Also, one other thing that we added uh, two weeks ago that I know has gotten good feedback is you can late, you can like late hot swap post-optimization. So you've optimized, you've gotten your lineup. Uh, maybe I, I wanted I wanted 50 Brady, Gronk, Godwin double stacks. And then I get those 50 lineups. I want to favorite the ones I actually want to play. So I'm scrolling through and wow, I love one of the lineups that the optimizer spit out, except for the defense or I wanted to switch the flex play. You can hot swap and just swap that player in. And then when you favorite it, it's going to be the new player. So incredibly useful feature. A couple other ones coming this week. You're going to be able to choose what the stack is, what the run back is. Do you want a double stack with no run back? You can do that. So maybe, uh... Like this past week, uh, the Chargers and the Giants played. I believe the spread was like 10, I think the Chargers were 10 point favorites. So you might say, wow, I really want to do a Herbert double stack, but I don't even like the Giants players. It's Mike Glennon. And now what you could do is opt for no run back and force the optimizer to give you zero players on the Giants end and double stack on the Chargers end. 
So you'll have the stack and run back dials. We're going to let you choose if you want running backs and tight ends allowed in the stacks. So for example, if you have Russell Wilson, you might not want to stack him with Penny or Alex Collins. So you might want to say like, if I'm my quarterback's Russ, do not let a running back get chosen as a stack partner. Same with like Josh Allen. You don't really want to stack him with his running backs. But if you play Big Ben Roethlisberger, good chance you're going to want Najee Harris in that lineup. They're pretty well correlated. Najee Harris has a huge target share. So you might want to say like, yeah, please give me some running back stacks with my Roethlisberger lineups. Same thing with tight ends. Like not every quarterback has viable tight ends. Some of them have super viable tight ends. So you can then say like, I really want my quarterback stacked with tight ends, but never running backs. So I'd be like, uh, like Josh Allen, probably want him with Dawson Knox in some lineups, but you would never really want him with Singletary, Moss, or Brita, most likely. So now you have full control over stacks, runbacks, running back and tight end, and how you want them incorporated in your stacks, all coming out this next week for week 15. Get excited. Now, let me take a second, sip my drink, and then we are going to dive into the slate for week 15. All right. Whew. Hopefully my bo- my voice sounds okay. Luckily, my sickness is not a throat one, so I feel like I sound pretty normal. I would definitely uh, apologize profusely if I had some kind of a, like a throat sickness, and then it's like, <sighs> if I was like, eh, like welcome to first move. Fortunately, you don't have to deal with that. All right, it's week 15. We've got 11 games on the slate. And you might be thinking there's no bye weeks. Why are there so few games on the main slate? We got a couple Saturday games. So uh, I know what my weekend's going to look like. It's just going to be all football. And uh, I think what's nice for us with DFS, there's not that many good games on the week 15 slate. Kind of like this past week where there were very few games to target. And what do you know, the the games that I told you I'm probably going to target heavily did pretty well. I was looking at that 49ers. Bengals, remember my hot take last week was Burrow Chase Higgins was uh, kind of a decent double stack. It was kind of a, eh, it was kind of a decent double stack last week. So uh, I was on that, that game. I was on the the Bucks Tampa Bay game, obviously. I was like, you can probably play a few Herbert stacks, but yeah, just it's tough with the Giants. Sure enough, it was tough with the Giants. Herbert stacks hit, but you didn't really want too many runbacks like Saquon had 18 fantasy points. Maybe that was your run back. So these kind of slates, I think, are nice in some ways because you can just narrow down and really have a condensed quarterback pool. So first game up, Carolina at Buffalo. 43 and a half point game total. Buffalo favored by 10. There's actually a lot up in the air with this one. Uh, Is Josh Allen going to play? He was apparently in a walking boot. I think he has a foot sprain. I don't know what's going to happen. Probably not going to play any Cam Newton. Ugh, I mean, he's facing a really good defense. He didn't even look that good against the Falcons. Uh, that that over 220 and a half total yards that I told you to hit, that, oof, we squeaked by on that one. Let me tell you, Cam Newton, not very viable this week against the Bills. Josh Allen, probably not going to play. I think Mitch Trubisky is in store for us, actually, as a, a very, very budget quarterback for week 15. We'll talk about him more in a little bit. Arizona at Detroit. 47 and a half point game total. Arizona's favored by two touchdowns over Detroit on the road. Not much interest in this game. Maybe a few individual players, but with Kyler, he's a little bit tough to stack at times. There's just so many viable options. I don't think they're going to need to do much to absolutely wallop Detroit. Just not a great game environment, in my opinion. I think the the Cardinals defense will be the the best play or James Conner maybe for that game. Next, we have Dallas at the Giants, 45-point game total. Dallas favored right now, it looks like about 10 and a half. 
man, another just blowout type game, most likely. Uh, hopefully not a lot of people play Dak this week. He's kind of burned people the last few weeks. He, no one was playing Dak last week. I played him last week. It didn't work out very well against Washington, but man, I, I think it's, it's kind of in a good spot. The Giants defense is definitely beatable. I don't even know what's going on with the running back room. Maybe Pollard plays. Maybe Corey Clement gets another like 12, 13 carries. Zeke still doesn't look 100%. One of these games, I think we're going to just get that that crazy Dallas pass attack. So I think Dak is still pretty viable. All his receivers have reasonable prices for this week. Next is Washington at Philadelphia. 43 and a half game total. Philly favored by four. Ugh, I think I'm going to play some Jalen Hurts. It seems like he's going to be back this week. Not very interested in either a hobbled Taylor Hineke or Kyle Allen. I, I don't even know what's going on with Washington. Terry McLaurin might not even play with his concussion from this past week. All I know is not a not a great game to target. Probably throwing in a little bit of Jalen Hurts with Goddard or Devonta Smith. Next game is Jets at the Dolphins. 43-point game total. Dolphins favored by 8.5. My goodness. The Dolphins just cake matchup after cake matchup. These, these past few weeks, it's going to run out soon. They're going to get some harder matchups, but right now just enjoy it while it lasts. I think this is their final easy one. So I like the Tua stacks in this one. I think if you're going with Tua, you should probably double stack him and just really lean into this Dolphins pass attack. I think Gaskin's a viable stack option. He is vaccinated and had COVID last week. Uh, seems statistically like he will probably suit up then for week 15. Not very interested in Zach Wilson. Nope. Not with no Elijah Moore, no Corey Davis. Uh, I don't even know he might. We'll see if he gets Michael Carter back. Michael Carter could come back week 15 at the earliest. We'll see what happens. High ankle sprain. Next is the Titans at the Steelers. Oh, goodness. Another, man, these game totals are just getting lower and lower this week. I told you, it's a brutal week. Good thing there's a couple games at the end to target. But man, Titans at the Steelers, 41 and a half game total. Titans favored by two on the road. Uh, fortunately, uh, Big Ben still very well priced, such a consolidated offense. And I think all the narratives around Claypool being immature are very true. I think Claypool is one of the most immature players in the NFL. However, he, he's also really good at football and I'm probably going to play some Claypool in DFS. We'll get to him shortly, but I think kind of like that big going with Big Ben and then two of Deontay, Claypool, Fryermuth, and Najee Harris kind of just falls into your lap. Titans defense is not great. So I think that's kind of like a, a weird cheap stack that I'm still into. Just very consolidated offense there. Big Ben's still really inexpensive. Nearly had 30 fantasy points this past week against the Vikings. So like we know he can get it done. It's just a little painful to watch. Next, we have Houston at the Jaguars. Probably the marquee matchup of the week. Houston at the Jaguars. 41 point game total. The Jaguars favored by three. It's good to actually, did I, am I seeing that wrong? One sec. We're going to live check this. I'm, I honestly can't believe right now that the Jaguars are favored. I would actually give it to Houston. And I'll talk about why I like Houston a little later on. We're, we're double checking this right now. Are the Jaguars actually? Yeah. I mean, I guess like it's, a, it's in Jacksonville, but man, oh man. Wild to see Jaguars favored by three. There it is. Oof. Uh, not a good looking game. Probably not going to I think I'm going to avoid uh, both quarterbacks and most of the skill players, except for a couple cheap ones. And this one, we'll talk about those cheap ones in a little bit. The Bengals at the Broncos, 43 and a half game total. Denver favored by a point. Uh, probably, eh, might play a little Joe Burrow again this week. That's about it. I, I don't have all that much interest in Teddy. 
and his spread the ball to nine different receiving options type of offense for DFS. Uh, Next, this game, it's getting better. Atlanta at the Niners, 46-point game total. Niners favored by 8.5. 49ers are a pass funnel defense. I'm not necessarily advocating to, to play some Matt Ryan. He's just, now we have a big enough sample of no Calvin Ridley Atlanta, and it's just painful. However, I think they can maybe do enough against the Niners' pass funnel defense to keep them in the game enough that Jimmy G has to do something. Debo will probably play a little bit more this week. They get Elijah Mitchell back. Kittle's been a monster. Ayuk's looked really good. So I think Jimmy G is a really good quarterback to stack this week against one of the, the two or three absolute worst defenses in football, the Falcons. Next game, this is this is clearly the marquee game of the week and still has a seven-point spread. My goodness. Uh, the Seahawks at the Rams, 47.5 game total. Rams favored by a touchdown. And yeah, I think this is a good game. The Seahawks have started to play a little bit better. I mean, it's a divisional game. The Seahawks technically not out of the playoff race yet, mostly just showing how bad the NFC is overall. But I mean, if there was ever a week that the Seahawks finally let Russell Wilson cook, just just let him let him cook an appetizer at least. Come on. This could be a good one though. Uh, every week, just like every week is Brady week, every week is Herbert week. It's the same thing with Stafford. He, the offense is just, uh, the offense is really good. And it's consolidated enough. Like if Stafford gets there, we kind of know that most likely two of Cup, OBJ, and Van Jefferson also get there. Pretty condensed offense with Seattle. The runbacks are basically Lockett, Metcalf, maybe Gerald Everett, uh, maybe Rashad Penny. Like that game. The last game is Green Bay at Baltimore. 42 and a half game total. Green Bay's favored by almost a touchdown on the road. This one's interesting because from what I have read, Lamar might actually play in week 15. He has a low ankle sprain, not a high ankle sprain. Now, I think if he plays, that's good. Not really going to play Lamar myself. I don't like these hobbled, very mobile quarterbacks. However, I think just that alone, he's a better quarterback than Huntley. Hopefully he keeps Baltimore in this game and kind of forces Aaron Rodgers and the Packers to keep passing. All right, as you can see, mostly gross games. Let's just dive into the players now. On DraftKings quarterback, Josh Allen's at the top at 8,100 against Carolina. I don't think he plays. We're just going to move down to Aaron Rodgers. I like Aaron. Oh my. Yeah, look, look at me just waffling on my convictions. I'm so out on Aaron Rodgers, and now suddenly I'm touting Aaron Rodgers. What are you doing? Aaron Rodgers, 7,500 at Baltimore. Rodgers, A, is playing out of his mind. B, the Baltimore secondary, they're all injured. There's, it's it's going to be a ruthless passing attack. The Baltimore secondary, it's like all the fourth and fifth stringers from the from before the season began. Those are now, it seems like those are all the starters on defense. And the past three weeks, Rodgers, over 300 pass yards in each game, three or more total touchdowns in each game. This Green Bay offense is rolling. Randall Cobb, seems like he's out for the season with his core muscle surgery. Even easier to stack Rodgers with fewer options that are viable. One sec. <coughs> oh, I hate being sick. All right, then we have Stafford, 7,000 versus the Seahawks. Pretty self-explanatory. Not super expensive facing the Seahawks. We have Jalen Hurts, 6,600 against Washington. It looks like he's going to be a full go, according to reports for practice this week. Not a bad price. Washington defense, pretty bad. Kind of a pass funnel. I think you go Hurts Goddard, Hurts Devonta Smith, maybe even Hurts Goddard Smith. And that if they ever have pass volume, we do know where it's going. It's going to those two guys, whopping target shares for both. Next, Prescott. He's 
Only 6,500 at the Giants. I mentioned earlier, I think we have to keep going back to Prescott. That big game is probably there somewhere the next couple weeks. And then Russ, he's still in the, the mid-6,000, 6,400 at the Rams. And I, I think I tweeted this earlier, but man, if we just look at quarterbacks with seven or more starts this year, Russell Wilson has fewer pass attempts a game than every quarterback other than Baker Mayfield, Jameis Winston, and Justin Fields. It's absolutely disgusting. Yet his 8.0 yards per attempt is higher than all but four quarterbacks in the NFL this year. And I mean, like, they should, quote-unquote, have to pass against the Rams if they want to stay competitive, right? Probably going to be firing up some Russ again. He's actually played pretty well recently. Jimmy G, 5,800 against Atlanta. You just got to keep playing quarterbacks against Atlanta. This defense is so bad. The Niners have been really good. They're going to make the playoffs. Trey Lance will not be playing this year unless they have it clinched in week 17 and give Garoppolo a rest in week 18. But this is the, the Garoppolo show, and he is keeping Kittle, Ayuk, Debo, all fantasy relevant. It's impressive. They should get Mitchell back. And then, uh, oh, before Big Ben, we got Tua at 5,700 against the Jets. Just play quarterbacks against the Jets. Obvious who to stack them with. You just look at, uh, it's Gaskin, Kasicki, Waddle, Devontae Parker. That is it. 5,700 against the Jets. Then Roethlisberger, another guy. Very easy to stack. 5,600 against Tennessee. It's the big four I mentioned earlier. And then Lamar, if he misses. I don't really want to pay up for an injured Lamar this week. But if he misses, Tyler Huntley, he's also mobile. Also mobile. Tyler Huntley, 5,400 against Green Bay. In two games this year, Huntley has had 36 and 38 pass attempts, along with seven and then six rush attempts. That's pretty strong usage. He's a Konami quarterback at 5,400. And then if Josh Allen misses week 15 with his turf toe or foot sprain, whatever it was, wow, Mitchell Trubisky, 4,700 with all those weapons. Give me some Mitchell Trubisky at 4,700. Turning to FanDuel, Kyler Murray's 8,800 at Detroit. Uh, it's pretty expensive. Might play a little bit of Kyler, but like I said, it's just, that's not really a game to target. I do prefer Russ at 7,200 at the Rams. He's the QB 10 in price in what is the highest scoring game on the slate. Going to play some Russell Wilson on FanDuel. All right, running back. This is an absolutely wonderful week to pay down at running back. At the top, Najee Harris, 7,800 against the Titans. Uh, scrolling down, another guy I like would be Saquon. 6,500 versus Dallas. Finally, he had a decent fantasy day. He scored. He's a bell cow. This offense with Glennon wasn't that bad. James Conner, 6,400 at Detroit. I think I'll like him even better if Chase Edmonds is activated. Detroit is just giving up so much on the ground. James Conner, probably going to get most of the carries no matter what's going on with Edmonds because it'll be Edmonds' first game back. James Conner, 6,400. And I hope Edmonds comes back because I don't think people are going to want to play Connor then. They're going to be like, oh no, Edmonds is back. We can't play James Connor. Perfect. I will play him in DFS. If he plays, I hope he plays DeAndre Swift, 6,300 against the Cardinals. Grossly underpriced if he plays. I mean, fingers crossed. My fantasy teams need this. I'm sure a lot of your fantasy teams, if you're listening to this podcast, need this. Hopefully DeAndre Swift can suit up. But the, the running back value of the week, it's pretty obviously Elijah Mitchell. Elijah Mitchell is 6,200 against the Falcons. The, the guy is a total bell cow and a good offense against one of the worst defenses in the NFL. 6,200 for Mitchell. He might be my most popular running back. He's probably going to be pretty chalky. I think he's going to be good chalk. Elijah Mitchell, 6,200. 
We've got Antonio Gibson, 6,000 at the Eagles. I don't know if McKissick's going to play or not, but man, I, I like the, the potential bounce back game for Gibson. Everyone's annoyed. He was fumbling. He had no fantasy points this past week. He wrecked a lot of my DFS lineups. Probably going to go back to him. And then I don't know who, we'll see what happens with health and COVID and stuff, but Darrell Henderson, 5,900. Sony Michelle, 5,800 against Seattle. Whoever's the starter, probably going to play some of them in DFS. Uh, Gaskin, 5,600 against the Jets. He should come off the COVID list. My goodness, you're getting basically workhorse, if not bell cow usage at 5,600 against the Jets. He's also involved in the pass game. Gaskin, another screaming value. Probably my next favorite value after Mitchell. Devonta Freeman, 5,500 against Green Bay. He's a workhorse. 13 or more carries the last four games. Five targets a game in that span. He had exactly 13 carries and five targets uh, week 14 in that loss to Cleveland. And then Rashad Penny, the, I mean, seriously, where is 20, what is going on with 2021? Rashad Penny at 5,400 against the Rams doesn't look horrible. I might play a little Rashad Penny. And then one more cheap running back that I like, Deonta Foreman, 5,200 at Pittsburgh. Remember what Dalvin Cook just did to Pittsburgh this past Thursday? Trust me, it's not the vaunted Pittsburgh defense of years past. Deonta Foreman's the clear lead back in this offense, 5,200. There could be, uh, could have two touchdowns in this one, some nice goal line opportunities. I like Deonta Foreman. All right, on FanDuel, Najee Harris, 8,800. He's at the top there as well. My favorite uh, running backs here would be uh, Henderson or Michelle, whoever is the starter. They're both 6,800. And then I like Deonta Foreman at 5,800 on FanDuel. All right, turning to wide receiver on DraftKings. So good week to pay down at running back. Good week to pay up at receiver. We have two incredible options at the top. Cooper Cup, 9,000 versus Seattle. Oh, he's going to feast. And then Devontae Adams, 8,900 against the Baltimore Ravens backup secondary. He's going to feast. Make sure you're paying up for Cup and Adams this week in DFS. Uh, Deontay Johnson. 7,500 against Tennessee. Jamar Chase, 7,100 against Denver. Lockett, 7,000 at the Rams. I mean, Lockett's over 1,000 yards this year already. People don't, the government doesn't want you to know this. Lockett, the wide receiver, 16 overall on the season. Not half bad. And that's including those games with Geno Smith. Lockett, very good at football. Jalen Waddle, 6,600 against uh, the Jets. Brandon Ayuk, 6,300 against Atlanta. Look at this. So many really good receivers with their matchups and price tags. DK Metcalf, the world hates him. 6,200 at the Rams. He's still getting like eight targets a game. Metcalf's going to have a massive week at some point. Could be week 15. Devonta Smith, 6,100 versus Washington. Everyone's going to want to play Dallas Goddard as they should. He had a great week 13 before their bye, but Devonta Smith, 6,100 against one of the, the one of the five worst secondaries in the NFL. And then uh, everyone's angry at him. Chase Claypool, 5,900 versus Tennessee. He's had 80 or more yards three of the last four games. No touchdowns since week five, which was his only touchdown on the season. Good chance Claypool ends his 2021 season with more than one touchdown. So uh, it could happen this week against the Titans. Very beatable secondary. On that same, uh, in that same game is Julio Jones. He's 5,400 at Pittsburgh. He had six targets in his first game back. Yeah, he didn't do much with them, but it was his first game back. He hasn't played much this year. He did have that one massive game earlier in the season. Could happen again. Pittsburgh secondary, just not very good right now. Banged up. OBJ, 5,400 versus Seattle. We'll see what he does shortly on Monday Night Football. 
which happens in an hour. But man, OBJ 5,400, the wide receiver two for Matthew Stafford. Great price tag. Uh, Rashad Bateman, he's only 5,000 versus Green Bay. He's still really inexpensive. And the breakout happened. He had his first 100-yard game of his career. Still no touchdowns in his NFL career. So the fantasy points have been suppressed. And I kind of hope that Huntley plays and then scares people off of him. And then I can play some Bateman at 5K. Uh, moving to cheaper salaries, some of these budget receivers. I like Devontae Parker, 4,300 against the Jets. Devontae Parker's just been a very consistent option with his targets and his fantasy points this year. Gets the Jets. Alan Lazard, 4K at Baltimore. No more Randall Cobb. And Lazard's getting the targets. He 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 had over 20 fantasy points this past week against Chicago. Six or more targets his past two games. Uh, yeah, I think... Rodgers, pretty obvious stacking partners. You kind of just pick two of, I mean, I'd probably just have Devontae Adams in most Rodgers lineups, but I think you just go Adams Lazard or Adams MVS and then call it a day for those Rodgers double stacks. Emmanuel Sanders, uh, probably a good chance he misses week 15 with a knee injury. Hello, Gabe Davis. Gabe Davis is 3,700. And then we got Nico Collins. He's 3,500 at Jacksonville. Davis Mills fed him 10 targets in week 14. Five catches for a nice 69 yards in that one. It's a lost season for the Texans. So probably a good idea to have the rookie wide receivers usage continue to keep trending up. I mean, 3,500 for a guy that just had 10 targets and now faces the Jaguars. Hello, Nico Collins. In that same game, we've got Laquan Treadwell. He's only 3,300 versus Houston. These past three games, he's been the alpha receiver in that offense. Over six targets a game. Four catches for 61 yards on average. Yes, the touchdown's a little hard to come by in that Jacksonville offense, but on a PPR platform like DraftKings, not a bad punt play. FanDuel Cup is at the top 9K versus Seattle. Obviously, you're going to want to play some Cup, some Adams. Deontay Johnson's 7,200 on FanDuel. So cheap. Higgins still, he's only 6,800 at Denver. Devonta Smith, 5,900. And then Gabe Davis, 4,900. There's some good FanDuel plays. Moving to tight end, George Kittle. Back-to-back weeks has broken the slate. He gets Atlanta. He's 7,500. 40 DK points a game the past two weeks. Week 13 for Kittle. 12 targets, 9 for 181, and 2 touchdowns. Week 14, 15 targets, 13 for 151, and a score. Unbelievable. Just keep firing up George Kittle. He gets the Falcons. Mark Andrews, 6,400 versus Green Bay. Mark Andrews has been incredible all season. Very consistent. Said, I think, multiple 100-yard games now, if I remember correctly. Mark Andrews, very good upside, 6,400 versus Green Bay. Dallas Goddard, 5,300 versus Washington. We know it happened before the bye week. Goddard had 100 yards and two touchdowns. It could happen again. Washington secondary, so bad. Mike Gesicki, 5K versus the Jets. Gesicki, still heavily involved in Week 13 before their bye, even with Devontae Parker back. Oh, you want to go cheaper? We can go cheaper. Ricky Seals-Jones, 3,400 at Philly. The stone-worst defense in the NFL against tight ends. It's not even close. Ricky had four targets in a horrific overall offensive outing for the Washington offense. I'm going to give him another chance. 3,400 at Philly. People are going to be pissed. Who knows who the quarterback is? You want a cheap tight end to throw in your DFS lineup. Ricky Seals-Jones. And we can go cheaper than that. Brevin Jordan of the Texans. 2,800 at Jacksonville this past week, seven targets, four catches, 26 yards, and a touchdown. I've been telling you about Jordan and Nico Collins in my weekly Twitter thread that I put out on Tuesday 
or Wednesday every week. I've been saying it's gross, but if you need cheap DFS options, Nico Collins, Brevin Jordan have the usage. Cody Carpentier has also been pounding the drum for guys like this on Undercovered Ops on his podcast each week. Play some Nico Collins and some Brevin Jordan in your lineups. FanDuel. Actually, you know what? I'll say this. So I'm probably not going to play a lot of Davis Mills, but if you're going to play Davis Mills and you want a double stack that nobody will play where you can pay up for Cup and Adams in the same lineup, it would be the Davis Mills, Nico Collins, Brevin Jordan, hello, I have huge nuts stack. That is that is for serious DFS gamers only. On FanDuel, Kittle, 7,800 versus the Falcons. He's at the top as well. I like Goddard at 6K. And then Ricky Seals-Jones is the stone man, 4,500 at Philly. Got to play some Ricky Seals-Jones on FanDuel as well. Moving on to my favorite part of the show, the defense special teams. On DraftKings at the top, we have the Cardinals, 4K at Detroit. It's probably going to be a smash play. So if you have the salary for it, which this is a good week to have some leftover salary, throw in the Cardinals. We have the 49ers, 3,100 versus the Falcons. I like that defense. And then I like the Bills. 3,100 versus Carolina. I mean, we Carolina, just that offense is brutal with the turnovers, with the overall production. Bills have one of the two or three best defenses in the NFL, 3,100. And then this one's going to shock you. The Texans at 2,800 at Jacksonville. Did you know that the Houston pass defense, I couldn't believe this. The Houston pass defense has, dare I say it, been kind of good, very good this year. They are sixth best in football outsiders dvoa for pass defense the texans facing the jaguars who have one passing touchdown in the past six games texans 2800 good choice we can go cheaper i think whether or not allen plays for the bills the panthers at 2400 at buffalo wow panthers defense is pretty good you're either getting a hobbled josh allen or trubisky 2400 right at the very bottom of the salary i like it FanDuel. Dolphins 5,000 versus the Jets at the top. Good play. Uh, I like the Eagles 4,300 against whoever Washington trots out at quarterback, whether it's Hineke or Kyle Allen. The Niners 4,300 versus Atlanta. Good there. And then I also, again, the Panthers only 3,500 on FanDuel versus Buffalo. We survived. I can't wait to throw on a blanket and watch some Monday Night Football and recover from this sickness. I've got a signature hot take for you before we go. As I mentioned earlier, Pay up for those receivers, pay up for tight ends like Kittle, because mark my words, for the first time all season, no running back on the main slate will hit 25 fantasy points in week 15. 